0: Hear this podcast on covers, man. Down in the studio, it's bound to be a better show than what you've got planned. That's right, it's Cover Me. Mm. The only podcast, let's try that again, the Foremost podcast that talks about <laughs> popular songs and their many cover versions and compares them to each other. And Foremost, sorry, I interrupted you. Foremost is not
1: a legal term as far as I know. It's super <laughs> vague.
0: Yeah, because they No, like, no, we're, we're most four over here. <laughs> Yeah, we discovered there's another podcast that also does cover songs, but they're like five minutes long. So, yeah. So, I think we, we cater to different audiences. Maybe
1: one day we'll, we'll we'll meet them and we'll do crossovers and destroy them. And just, dist- well, yeah, we'll destroy them from the inside out. Though. Yeah. We befriend them first and then destroy them with a smile on our face.
0: Truly. Now, I'm sure you recognize say, these voices. I'm your Simon, as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my Garfunkel,
1: Alex Mildenberger, and I will fight you in court about i don't know did do they have legal battles they have legal battles uh I, they don't get along anyway no I we're guess. we're heading in that direction so yeah it's uh, <laughs>
0: inevitable that's where the big money comes in the fights yeah and then i get the whole you know like uh, african beat choir or whatever uh i a, get really I f- into world the music word,
1: <laughs> the like south african choral music yeah very exciting there's a name for it
0: i forget what it is I don't know how I'm gonna incorporate that into a podcast, but I'm looking forward to it.
1: I'm excited. I'm I'm really, yeah.
0: And then you're gonna just feature in an, an episode of a musical comedy TV show. I
1: can't I can't wait to be a cameo appearance. Yeah. For the rest of my life.
0: I'm being honest, you're probably this Paul Simon and I'm the art Garfunkel. I am shorter. So Or am I the Chevy Chase? Well,
1: we're going to have to keep an eye on this. There's there's a lot of... I don't think
0: I want to be the Chevy Chase.
1: (laughs) I I don't know if Chevy Chase wants to be the Chevy Chase.
0: I think he does. No, he does, doesn't he? He loves himself.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I don't... I don't have a history with Chevy Chase, so me neither. It's like community. That's yeah, yeah, it. beyond
0: like his community, and I saw like the sequel to Fletch when I was like really early in Netflix. He's in Fletch too. Yeah, well, he's in Fletch one as well. He's Fletch. He's the titular Fletch. Okay, I wasn't
1: sure if they could get him back for the sequel, but
0: yeah, I think there might even be three Fletch movies. We're I gonna have to look into this. There's Fletch, there's Fletch lives. <gasps> And then probably another one. Fletch strikes again. Still lives. So as you've probably guessed, we're talking about the Fletch series. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about a hazy shade of winter. By Simon and Garfunkel which was, uh, let me see here, initially released as a standalone single in 1966.
1: 1966.
0: And then eventually put onto the album Bookends from 1968.
1: Which is where I know it from.
0: Yeah, me as well.
1: Because I once read in a David Bowie biography that you lent me. Oh yeah,
0: Bowie by Mark something. Something? Like Mark Holtz, I think.
1: Uh, That David Bowie liked this album, so I said, hey, maybe I would too. And I, I was right.
0: what's that one bowie covered on uh it was like a 9-11 thing america yeah i love that song yeah
1: it's a good good version that's like hard to find kind of
0: yeah you can really only find like weird youtube rips it's mark spitz does bowie a biography
1: mark spitz yeah that concert that like supposedly this is vaguely relevant to what's happening in the news so back when that concert was being put on supposedly uh, VH1 was doing a lot of advertising for it, and the guy who was leading the advertising in New York was Reggie Fizeme.
0: Oh my God! <laughs>
1: future uh, president of Nintendo of America and yeah. uh, soon to be retiring. Yeah. From that position. So supposedly he was involved in that. That's wild. That is,
0: dude gets his hands everywhere. I know,
1: right? <laughs> I thought it was just Boston Pizza and Nintendo, but like yeah. in between there was like a bit of VH1 for some reason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that dude's fucking rad. Um, let's see. So yeah, I was on Bookends. Which is their fourth studio album. I'm not really familiar with what their studio albums are.
1: No, it's like Bridge Over Troubled Water, I think. Yeah. And this. And like, I, I, I always thought of them more as like a singles kind of Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I think that was more the market at the time anyway. Yeah, I think so. But, I don't know. That was kind of like, the Beatles were still like, happening.
0: Right. So, it's pretty wild. Pretty wild time. Yeah, what a, what a strange time. And like, I remember, if you ever seen the movie, I think it's Almost Famous where the mom is like you can't listen to simon and garfunkel that's the devil's music simon and garfunkel really yeah because
1: nowadays it's so like light and flighty and, yeah like, is and that like it... nice and kind of christian like in a way like not necessarily like espousing christian values but like speaking in a way that seems like the person was brought up christian even if
0: well yeah, they yeah. they seem like s- sweet boys. Yeah, they're sweet boys. Th- this this track is followed on bookends by at the fucking zoo. Which is
1: which might be a political allegory, I'm not sure. Yeah. I haven't listened to it close enough. I just assume that things about animals are political allegory.
0: Allegory, yeah. That's I wonder if it's that or if it's like the John Lennon or David Bowie route of being like they'll think there's meaning in it, but there's no actual meaning. Ooh. Maybe. We'll have to cover that some other time. Yeah, um, and it's weird. Just one more thing on Simon and Garfunkel being sweet boys. They got that song about what is it? Somewhere they can't find me. Um,
1: you'll have to refresh my memory. It's,
0: it's the one about him being like a fucking criminal. <laughs> he uh, let me see. I'll play some of it. Somewhere, bam, bam, bam. I think it's also one where they use like the same instrumentals twice. I know this song. <laughs> <laughs> But it's about, like, being an outlaw. And just running away. (laughs) And even the way it's like, I've got to creep I know, it me sounds anyway. so, like,
1: nice, and I, I don't know what would make it, like, demonic, but I guess that happened with so much music. Yeah. Like, things that sound normal, like jazz music. Well, like yeah. People are moving was... to this music. <laughs> that's
0: right. What? Yeah, like, wasn't Elvis Presley, like, pelvic thrusting? Oh, yeah, his, like,
1: dancing with his hips, and they're yeah. like, that's too suggestive. Yeah, it wasn't
0: even a pelvic thrust, it was just kind of... Yeah, like... it was, like, back and forth. They are yeah. like, this
1: too sexual, just acknowledging that hips move sometimes. <laughs> they must have had tight-ass hips, and I don't mean metaphorically. <laughs> I mean, they should be doing yoga or something. Right? Yeah, it's very it's like. Very there's stiff. like, no, 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 you can't move your hips. Fuck. <laughs> you know, that's where you hold your emotions. Is that true? Uh, well, they yoga. say a lot of things in yoga, and they'll Shit. be like, "This is where you hold your like desires and like fears." I'm like, I don't know. I still have a lot of those, and I've been stretching this every yeah, week I'll for. C- a couple Cut months it right now.
0: off and see what happens. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we don't I need design that anymore. nothing and fear nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, it's um. Yeah, where I was going with that now, but yeah they they're really yeah they yeah, just it's they don't f- they don't feel but that happens with so much old music they yeah. don't feel sinister
0: i'm wondering if it's the because we're talking 60s here so if it's like reverse sinister you know like leftism fear and they're like something's going down at the zoo and they're like these pot smoking hippies and oh, they're yeah. fucking songs about zoos what, what are they even talking about and fucking what's the other one uh bob dylan where poetry talks about street lamps. Feeling groovy. Feeling groovy, yeah. Feeling groovy. Yeah, this one is uh, very different. A Hazy Shade of Winter is like their most yeah, it's, hard it's rock It sounds song. very
1: like, and it's all like acoustic instruments. Still, yeah. But it sounds like sinister. This one does sound sinister, mm-hmm. but like in a mysterious kind of way. Yeah. So really, like, it's like they're up to something. So I guess maybe this is the song.
0: And there's Yeah, there's definitely like anger in this song, which is interesting for a Simon and Garfunkel piece. It, it,
1: yeah it's got a
0: darker sound and, yeah
1: and
0: uh we start with talking about the instruments or should we do the lyrics right away talk about talk about time 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 let's talk about time 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 yeah let's go with the lyrics see what's become of me
1: see what's become i mean obviously the first three words in the song are all time yes it has to do with time passing and change and yeah and dealing with that well, yeah. Maybe to like, even
0: look at the title, "A Hazy Shade of Winter," I think it's pretty clear that the structure on this is the whole like springtime is the start of your life, then there's summer, then you're in the autumn years, and then winter is like coming is close end. to death. Yeah,
1: similar to the Persona series of video games.
0: Yeah, is, that is how they're structured,
1: isn't it? I never really thought of it until just now, but yes. Yeah, I nice. mean, obviously, but also that's like their school, their year, school year. I guess isn't it? Yeah, so, starts in
0: April. I don't know what that means. Yeah. That's I wouldn't put that past them to be a. There's a lot of symbolism. Layer to usually. that in Persona, but yeah. So I, cause he says leaves are brown. The constantly repeated verse or uh, like phrases is, but look around, leaves yeah. are brown, and the sky is a hazy shade of winter. Sort of the chorus, maybe depending on how you read it. Yeah, I that guess because there really isn't an actual
1: chorus. If you pull the lyrics off of Paul Simon's website, mm-hmm. he does not separate it into a chorus. It's mm. just like the end of every. Stanza or whatever. Yeah, they, it's that's the same on uh, Genius. That's yeah. how they've got it. Annotated. So it's very, I mean, it's, it's very like poetic. So mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some poetry structure that could be analyzed here that I don't really know about, but I do get the idea that that was the intention.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's uh, so if we're looking at the first verse, he's talking about see what's become me. So a lot of time has passed and look at where I am now. Mm-hmm. I looked around for poss- my possibilities. So he looked around for a future a lot when he was younger for what his purpose was for the possibilities of what what he could be and he was so hard to please so he was constantly turning down possibilities and opportunities he's bitter in this piece i believe because yeah
1: he's he's at the end he's at the end of his life and he's realizing yeah he's missed out on things which is what you just said but i will say it again so i sound like i'm contributing
0: contributing yeah and then he says but look around leaves are brown and the sky is a hazy shade of winter he's like so time has pretty much run up like things are I'm fading coming at the end and what can i do now uh so the next verse we have is sort of more of just a picture of new york
1: yeah i had to kind of look this one up cuz i wasn't really thinking of it yeah but i guess there were these salvation army bands around christmas time yes so in the winter you would hear them play on the street and it's similar to like we have and i'm sure they're very common the like people at the mall shaking yeah. a bell with a bucket and and it also says, down by the riverside. Mm-hmm. And That's, Genius uh, yeah. said, okay, I, I wasn't sure about that. It could just be like an imagery thing, because I don't know. But Genius said it was a reference to the song, Down by the Riverside. Maybe they're playing that song. Okay. They're like, down by Yeah, because the the, the, the the Genius annotation the says, riverside.
0: this line is a reference to the old spiritual.
1: Which is this, which is. A, yeah, which is like so, gospel yeah. music, yeah. right? Which so. does
0: kind of line up with the idea of the Salvation Army band as well, right, yeah, because it's a Christian and maybe that's the, maybe
1: that's the kind of song they would would be playing, mm hmm so it, yeah, it's very very just like painting the scene, as you said, yeah, um, for that part, so yeah, you
0: get the idea of winter where there's this like there is the this weird like Salvation Army band kind of promoting kindness and like hope, I guess, but it's in the winter of your life, right. And here's the line that kind of gets me fucked up. Like, I'm not sure how to interpret it exactly. It's bound to be a better ride than what you've got planned. Carry a cup in your hand.
1: Now, the cup, I sounded to me like like he's panhandling. Yes. Uh, I think that's pretty straightforward. As for the other lines, he does say uh, there's bound to be a better ride Than what you've got planned. And I don't really understand the planning part, necessarily. I don't know if you got anything from that. Well,
0: yeah, I'm wondering if it relates to the first verse. Because I think there is a lot of connection between verses here. Mm -hmm. So he looked around for possibilities. He had plans, obviously. He was looking for shit. And none of it really came to fruition. So better to just tag along with the Salvation Army Band. Bring your cup around because you might get some fucking generosity. And you'll probably get more just by kind of letting yourself rely on the kindness of strangers as it were than by trying to make your own way through the world
1: interesting so being less uptight about your planning mm-hmm. and allowing allowing things to maybe go wrong maybe suggesting that that fa- that aspect of, of too much planning yeah is is what caused the his life to go awry
0: yeah and maybe too high a standard right because he's like you know what's going to be a better ride? Just fucking panhandle by the Salvation Army Band. Which is not a glorious existence in any...
1: No, we wouldn't uh, consider it that, probably. Sorry, I'm just looking up a few other um, facts, because I was thinking... It had me thinking, like, Paul Simon wasn't that old. Paul no. Simon was 24, 25-ish when this song came out. Mm-hmm. So, like, he had a lot of life left true but he was not at the end of anything of course you could still write a poem about it but it sounds like to me and i think i've brought this up before i can't remember why yeah but the kind of song that a young person would write about someone at the end of their life right who had squandered that life it's it's more about a fear mm-hmm. and i think that maybe if I, if I did you have more to say about that verse
0: um let me no keep going with your idea because i have um, something to say about it because
1: then later on he says he, t- he says it's the springtime of my life mm-hmm. so now he's maybe talking about like himself now oh no i think because that's, he's
0: quite young i've got a different idea on oh, that. oh you have line. a different idea Interesting. but i think with what you're talking about him being young i think we've all had moments in our lives throughout the years i mean you and i are both only 25 right yeah uh that you're like well i fucked up yeah, everything this is it
1: <laughs> and obviously that's or at least in probably most cases, that's not true. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, definitely you get that feeling. So I think sure. he
0: can still just be a young, like, melancholic poet who's like, well, I've, it's all fucked now. Right. I'm in the winter. Right. Might as well just panhandle. <laughs> yeah, and just throw it the fuck away because nothing's yeah. working it's out. It's
1: a question of like, yeah, is this really worth
0: it? So yeah, talking about verse three, mm-hmm. where he does say, look around the grass is high, fields are ripe. It's the springtime of my life. This is an interesting one, because it's the only time he says that it's spring instead of winter.
1: Right, which, as based on what we've been saying, spring is, of course, representing beginning. Yeah. And, and traditionally, spring represents beginnings, or new beginnings. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then the winter being the end.
0: And so the, the first part of this verse is, hang on to your hopes, my friend. That's an easy thing to say, but if your hopes should pass away, simply pretend that you can build them again. Right. And I think that's the key line into interpreting the rest of it. Okay. Just pretend you can do th- that. Things are going to be okay. So instead right. of saying, look around, the leaves are brown. Like th- what the situation actually is. He's just pretending. So he says, look around, the grass is high, the fields are ripe. Oh, so the
1: le- so it is still winter. But yeah. He's pretending that it, is, that it is the spring.
0: Yeah, he is trying to take the advice he hands out in the verse. Okay. That's interesting. Um the other thing i was kind of thinking of we've
1: i like that i do like that interpretation uh because it is like one after the other and i don't know if what i'm about to say necessarily is a better argument because i kind of just thought of it now mm-hmm. but the other thing uh, about the sort of uh y- metaphor of the year as a lifetime yeah. picture of passing the seasons of your life is that it kind of ignores or maybe doesn't mm, uh, the idea or the fact that years are cyclical and they keep happening. So maybe that sort of cyclical nature is part of it. And if it is looking at the idea of an attitude of, as we, exp- as we said, sometimes I feel like, Hey, what's, what's the point to everything I've done sucks. And why mm-hmm. did I, why did I even do that? Why didn't I do something else? Like, I could have spent my time doing something else. But then you can come out of that right. and realize, no, I'm wrong. I, I'm just starting out now. I do have an opportunity to keep it going.
0: Yeah, that is definitely a possibility. I would argue there would be a better case if you mentioned, like, other seasons. Like, if there True. was some mention of summer at some point to kind of bring that cyclical nature about. It could also be, um, like, a kind of bipolar Look, where he's mostly down, then he's like, "Ah, fucking it, it's springtime," you know. He hits the other extreme,
1: right? So it's it's more of a cycle of kind of depression and mm-hmm. and and uh, whatever else you would call less depression.
0: Yeah, because yeah, it's just the whole song has a a very negative outlook. I feel on what's going on, which is why until the end, until the end.
1: Although now, and there was also to reference the genius uh page again. Mm -hmm. When when in the line there wasn't very much in it. Um but the line talking about simply pretend. Yeah. It was like this means that like if your hopes pass away, like you should hang up to your hopes. And if they pass away, then that's an easy thing to have happen, but like you can never get them back and you have to pretend. I'm like I don't think that's quite right. That doesn't quite uh work at work for me. Um but it might just be suggesting And this might surprise me a little because I don't know how common this mindset was in the sixties, but just like if you do lose hope, Mm -hmm. like you gotta hang on to it somehow and like pretend until you have it, have that hope back again. Right. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, Exactly. Which is, I mean, ties in what you said before, Mm -hmm. maybe just says it a little bit of a different way, but um, I definitely can see that like, I'm struggling to finish that sentence, but but I could see that also being.
0: Yeah. Part of it. I feel like that is what's going on there cuz it's just it's the like the strongest connection I can find to why there would be that change with that verse. Mhm. Like with other artists, I'd be more willing to say like though it could be like this that, or the other thing, but I feel like Simon and Garfunkel are pretty precise with their lyricism about intention.
1: Yeah. I um I'm trying to think of another example of of that. I, I definitely know that like Paul Simon was a big like poetry guy. Yeah.
0: Well, like I'm a rock. Is pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward, and just like a, is true. Like a very clear intent, especially with the ending line. Mm-hmm. It's almost a twist ending on that one.
1: Yeah, kind of, because he's saying. one way but and i remember talking about that in school yeah and we talked about how like there it was like a reference to this whatever sermon yeah about like no man is a rock and how it's actually it's like refuting that Mm -hmm. but if you listen to it more carefully it's not really refuting necessarily it's maybe saying it it yeah it's, it's just either presenting a slightly different take on it or in in some ways agreeing with it
0: yeah it's like this is why Like somebody would take the view of being a rock or an island.
1: Yeah, and why it's not a good idea. Yeah, or or why it doesn't work.
0: Yes. Yeah. So let's move on into verse four. This one is the kind of is it preceded by the instrumental break or is it kind of just part of that?
1: There's not there's not much in the way of like an instrumental parts. It's not like there's a big
0: solo. Yeah, but this is this is always where there's a change. In how the right, goes. right, yeah, they
1: bring it down a bit. And yeah, the seasons change with the scenery,
0: weaving time in a tapestry. Now, this one was uh, when I was thinking about. I looked up tapestry. Right. Uh, let's see what I had here, and I might just be full of shit. Time being woven like a tapestry. Tapestry is weft-faced weaving in which all the warp threads are hidden in the completed work. So weft and warp are basically I think, two sides fabric. i thought it it was the direction yeah maybe
1: like you're going
0: but either way essentially half of the thing is hidden hidden
1: interesting yeah i think i mean tapestries get used as a metaphor for like fate and time pretty Mm -hmm. commonly i think Uh, if you look i think just like back in like greek i'm trying to remember the specifics but like it's tapestry weaving a tapestry of like What's happening? Oh yeah, isn't that Because they got
0: the like. I'm I'm thinking of fucking the movie Hercules. Yeah, I mean so that's, that's why everybody's got bad. threads, right?
1: I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're definitely they're doing some like weaving. I believe it's weaving. Yeah. Yeah, and like um uh the movie Wanted, I think also <laughs> <laughs> touches on that. But like it's it's a fairly common like mythological thing. Uh, yeah, to talk about uh time and and like the life of a person in terms of a tapestry. And tapestries can be pretty like complex as well I think, mm-hmm. and they're very like they, they need like a big like is it a loom need,
0: yeah like, a big i believe thing so for tapestry weaving yeah like,
1: complex machines or at least use those now but you see those
0: yeah and so looking at these lines in particular i might jump back to your interpretation of mm-hmm. the springtime season because he says seasons change with the scenery weaving time in a tapestry and i think that's speaking sort of the non-linear nature of time Mm. as well as sort of the faultiness of memory when you weave your tapestry of life. Oh yeah. Some bits get hidden away. And yeah, seasons change with the scenery. So being in different places can change your internal season, right? Whether you feel like you're in winter or the springtime of mm-hmm. your life.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: And he says, "Once you stop and remember me at any convenient time? Who do you think he's talking to there?
1: I don't know. Cause when he, like when he says, remember me, mm-hmm. is he just, talking about like remember like my message what i'm saying or is it like just think about me i'm trying to, i don't know exactly why or or maybe it's just an appeal to be remembered as himself like as a legacy yeah um which is something we've talked about in the last couple of weeks i think I'm trying to remember was it in pursuit of happiness we talked about like what you're no no it was um young forever yes uh young forever that's it was um talking about just that idea of of leaving your mark on the world and, and right you'd be remembered
0: yeah and it's uh he says at any convenient time it's this is a, a very, very polite way of saying uh, yeah it's a very polite way to be like please just think about me if you yeah. a, <laughs> if you get a chance and then i think part of the idea of why he's asking is he's looking in the next line over his manuscripts of unpublished rhyme right so that's so just, like. His poetry that he's yeah written. his failed poetry because it hasn't yeah. been published
1: and also I mean you were talking about me- remembering things differently or, yeah or, or incorrectly We talking about memory skipping or yeah yeah it's funny things. how my memory skips
0: yeah. which I yeah I guess would relate to the it time all fits and the tap together. yeah and I love the the genius note on drinking my vodka and lime I'm like, oh I love oh. that
1: so much it was amazing
0: it's like also known as a vodka gimlet
1: and a picture <laughs> of a vodka gimlet
0: <laughs> yeah you're like great thank you and that relates to the song good. So it's a vodka gimlet. I, I
1: was hoping they'd like give a recipe or something. Yeah, vodka, I think if you click on and it,
0: it, it takes you to a recipe. One
1: part vodka, two parts.
0: Please, I don't it's know. one and a half lime. ounces of gin or vodka, one ounce of fresh lime juice, one ounce simple syrup, ice cubes, lime wheel or lime zest for garnish, if desired.
1: Uh, we do not own the copyright on that recipe. That's uh... yeah. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember there was a, a couple years ago. There was like, it was when Obama was still president of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And like, Michelle Obama had like submitted a, a recipe for like butterscotch cookies or something. They were talking about it on The Daily Show. And someone had like accused her of like stealing the recipe. And they're like, the only difference between the recipes was the amount of butterscotch. And he was like, that's a fucking different recipe. It's a <laughs> butterscotch cookie. Like, that's what makes it different.
0: Different, yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway. That's that was, unreal. That was a fun memory.
0: Unbelievable. So then we get into the outro, which is just look around, are Brown, which we've heard before. Yeah, the only difference is there's a patch lot. of snow on the ground.
1: Does it not say that before?
0: No, it doesn't. Oh, I was shit. just looking back. I was like, does it say it? I'm like, no, nope, no. I just, that, that part is like so ingrained in
1: my mind. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that it, it got added for that. Yeah.
0: And so I guess that's just a different way of saying like, like, because it's just a patch of snow. Right. So it's like winter's coming.
1: Yeah, it's not necessarily the end, mm-hmm. I guess, because it's not like winter, winter. Yeah. But I guess maybe that depends on where you're from. So he's from New York, I think.
0: And uh, I guess I should have brought this up earlier, but let's see. All Music New Jersey. Critic. He's from New Jersey, sorry. He's from New Jersey. But this guy from All Music, Richie Unterberger, described the song as one of Simon Garfunkel's best songs and certainly one of the toughest, more rock-oriented. That wasn't the quote I was looking for. Um, author and disc jockey Pete For- Fornital considered the lyrics evocative of and standing in contrast with those of John Phillips' "California Dreamin'
1: Really? Yeah. Now I wish I knew that song better.
0: Well, I'm just thinking because that one's "California." All the leaves are brown and the sky oh, is gray, yeah. and the sky is gray. So it still talks similar that imagery.
1: Yeah. Was that around the same time? Oh. Uh,
0: Um, That's a good question. Because I was gonna do more research into California Dreaming, but I'm a piece of shit. See, that was 1965, so pretty close. That was end of 1965.
1: So yeah, around the same time. I mean, probably when he was writing this. Yeah. Be surprised, or like they were working on it. So and it was pretty popular. Yeah, it was a popular song, and and oh, the B-side was some Buddy Groovy. Ooh, interesting.
0: Don't you need somebody groovy?
1: Oh yeah, just an addendum to our little somebody to love yeah. thing, uh, from many several episodes ago, yeah, from, several, Fast Car from like a episode. while ago. Yep. I totally do know somebody to love <laughs> by Jefferson Airplane. I don't know what happened on that day, and if I had remembered what song it was, I yeah, I wouldn't. That that segment wouldn't have been such a shit show. Just uh, just wanted everybody to know that
0: yeah yeah it is interesting because california dreaming is just about wanting to be in california mm. you're, and it's a shitty winter day it doesn't say where they are they stop into a church so there's also that idea like the salvation army band there's a church mm. similar mm. this is like a less hopeful version or a less dreamy version i guess Anyway, it's yeah. So talking about the instruments, it's a uh, like a really like ripping guitar riff on an acoustic. Yeah,
1: yeah. Again, like for acoustic instruments, this is like pretty rock. Yeah, and spe- even for like, for nineteen sixty six, they did a pretty good job for yeah. like a folk duo. Yeah, even like because I knew it from um. Bookends, which was a couple years later. Yeah, but long enough later, like sixty six to sixty eight, in like in like pop music history that was like an eternity yeah so much happened there (laughs) like very different and like there's like synthesizers well a synthesizer on bookends so like it's different it's Mm -hmm. a different feel from 66 so like it yeah it's it's for sure it's uh it's not the same what was i saying it it's earlier and it it feels it
0: feels like yeah knowing its time period even if it's two years different makes it seem much more forward
1: yeah and the riff like as we'll see that like really translates well to electric guitar oh yeah and people love to play that
0: yeah and then there's just like hard (laughs) drums is it a it sounds like a lot of kick to me yeah yeah
1: like four
0: (laughs) 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 And that just is constant throughout. There's a tambourine that goes.
1: Yeah, I mean it's '66. I'm not surprised. There's a tambourine. Yeah. We get
0: horns on this too, <clears throat> just a bit though. Yeah. Very
1: judicious use of horns. <laughs> it does like one little horn like lick. Yeah. Every once in a while, and it works.
0: Yeah. That's cool. And uh yeah,
1: and it's like it's like like I was saying, like it's very like gritty feeling, mm-hmm. and I think that's why uh, probably uh, a lot of like punk. Artists are drawn to yeah. play this because it really does sound like if you get that like down strum going on, it can sound pretty cool, yeah, uh, absolutely. In, in that context, there was one other thing, right? There's a, a thing the bass does like midway through when it goes to the like second part of each. Oh, yeah, chorus. it goes boom, boom, yeah, it does like boom, this climbing boom, pattern, boom, which I think sounds cool, yeah, and well, like it really everything's like still there. But, like, the focus is on the Yeah, bass, it's very interesting. Everything kind of like, moves to the side,
0: and it just cuts through the mix. It's yeah. really cool.
1: It's also, the other thing, when we talked about, I think, We're Alone Now. Yeah. Um. Just the way the, the song was mixed, you could really hear all the parts. Yeah. They were all very distinct, which was, you didn't really get in some of the more recent ones. There was more of, like, this wall. Everything kind of, like, fit together in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um... Which we'll see here again. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was just kind of, I guess, a different uh, way of mixing, probably because of technological limitations. But uh, I think it's an interesting thing to have everything kind of sound on about the same level. Or like yeah. Or ha- have Without that kind of focus. sounding muddy. Yeah. And it's uh, impressive.
0: hmm With that, let's jump into our first cover, which is Hugo Montenegro, right? 1971.
1: Yeah. I re- no, I just, just real quick sorry yeah. i like the end because it ends very suddenly and you're just like that's right and you hear the the breathe, exhale sharp exhale and it's yeah. tight
0: i love breathing in songs
1: uh, it's a, that's why we you can hear us breathe so much in this podcast <laughs> oh yeah
0: hell yeah <laughs> right. so hugo montenegro, hugo montenegro. 1971 71.) a couple years later um he's an orchestra leader and composer of film tracks yeah
1: and he does like a lot of musical direction and stuff so he has a lot of mm-hmm. arrangements of film scores um and this version sounds very like film score yeah it's opens it's like a harpsichord style sound i don't know if it's a harpsichord yeah but it sounds it's like, like a harpsichord. it's
0: like whatever does the main riff is almost like the doors kind of organ
1: yeah it is yeah it's definitely More of, like, a almost like a plucked string feel, but, like, on a... Clavier! On on clavier.
0: Clavier. And so we strip out most of the vocals.
1: Yes, I didn't even realize at first, but, like, the actual lyrics, uh, or, like, the... If you wanted to break it up into, like, Mm verse-chorus, and you pretended the end of... Or, and you called the end of what we were calling the verses, that is the same, the chorus. Uh, Then the chorus is the part that's sung. By some, by like a a chorus. Yeah. (laughs) Like a a small choir. Instead of a
0: chorus, is it a refrain then?
1: What's the difference?
0: Well, I think a chorus stands on its own. Oh, maybe. 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 And then since the end of each verse, since it is written in a way that it's tacked onto the end of each verse, that's just the refrain part.
1: Well, we're going to have to do a segment on that in the (laughs) future. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, so they sing that
1: part, and then the rest of it is, like, there's horn, a horn section playing the verses. Yeah. Air quotes on that.
0: And it's a good horn section. I like the horns. They they sound Spanish to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, this guy clearly, uh, he is, Hugo. Uh,
0: yeah, Hugo Montenegro is definitely Spanish. Yeah,
1: he, well, he definitely has, I mean, it, like I said, definitely, like, film sounding. Yeah. It seems like he has some, like, budget here. Like, he's got yeah. connections and, like he can get like the, the band in and like he has the studio and stuff. Yeah. Like he's got, he's got the resources to make this sound good.
0: And he's associated with spaghetti Westerns in particular for film,
1: which I can see that. So you can, sound you can up, hear those sure. elements
0: in here. Um, there, he gets like a choir in at moments beyond just the, just the singing, the refrain. Mm-hmm. He, uh, there's these moments where I think it's usually the moments where the bass comes in on the original track. Kind of, there's just a swell of instruments where you get, like, the strings come in a bit, these, like, the choir comes in, and it makes a really, just, like, an interesting sound space. Where
1: it, everything kind of comes in all at once. Yeah. And the drums are also kind of neat. Sorry, I don't want to get too sh- off topic. They're, they're strange. They're, they're, like, big drums. I, I, yeah. don't remember, I don't remember what they're called. But they're, like, the big drums that you see in, like, a an orchestra. Like, there's a guy playing yeah. just, like, one big, huge drum, because it's huge.
0: Fucking A, yeah. That was very interesting. It It comes in at just, like, strange times
1: kind of does especially near the end when this song is fading out there's like some weird stuff going on yeah well there's yeah like the, the intro
0: and the end are right. mirrored okay cuz it's the same instrument doing the the majority of the work anyway
1: is the does the beginning have that like weird high pitch thing
0: i believe it does yeah
1: okay i missed that at the beginning
0: because i was trying
1: to figure out what it was it's like a kind of a it sounded kind of glassy to me that's mm-hmm. what i would call it if it was a synthesizer right but this was 1971 and i don't know if they had a synthesizer that could make that kind yeah, of sound yeah we're
0: talking something probably orchestral i put chimes down like
1: maybe but like yeah but it sounded like like friend of the podcast will uh he thought it might be a waterphone played in a particular way okay. and and we looked up a waterphone video mhm and it's like a it looks like it's like round and it's got a bunch of like metal rods sticking up and kind of inwards okay so almost like a like a teepee kind of style that you like chop the top off of. right and you can do a bunch of different stuff to it to make sounds and it makes like horror movie sounds Mm -hmm. and i'm wondering if there's a way to do that where it's not doesn't sound like you're about to die all the time because it sounds kind of nice yeah but there's a way to play it with like a bow like a violin type bow okay and it sounds like awful and scary because it's horror movie sounds, but, like, I'm wondering if there's something like that. I just don't know where this sound came from. Yeah,
0: it was a very interesting sound. And, like, this piece, I thought, was just very cool. Like, it was the last one I actually listened to. Right. Because it was, like, a YouTube video instead of on the Spotify list, but, yeah, it was very refreshing to come to this one after going through the whole set and just hear all these different, like, instrumental weirdness going on yeah
1: this is definitely one where like the guy like knows how to do an arrangement yeah and like place things in in like sonic space because like i don't really know how to do that but you can kind of tell when it's done properly done
0: right yeah you're like this is this is something interesting this is an
1: experienced arranger guy and i think like Arranging yeah some of the guys.
0: some of the instruments do lend to the sort of like dark or uneasy feeling of the original
1: especially that boom
0: boom boom yeah oh and it's got one of those uh you told me what these are the fucking
1: oh uh <laughs> yeah cabasa yeah,
0: yeah. the cabasa yeah so that's that like sh- that's the shuffled i guess <laughs> yeah those
1: like bead things that you turn to
0: yeah yeah this one was neat it was let's talk about the bangles <laughs>
1: Yes, so the Bengals. This is an example of like kind of a, a, a branch almost because after this, no, a it's a hundred percent example yeah, of a branch. Because <laughs> after this, a lot of them are like the Bangles version.
0: Primarily, you can tell when they m- skip out on the lines about vodka and lime. Yeah,
1: that's such a weird thing that you'd cut out. And be like, no, 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 we can't talk about alcohol.
0: Yeah, because apparently that came from the studio or like the production was like, we can't have this and line about alcohol. This is this alcohol for a movie. Here. I forgot to write down. Uh, the less name than of the zero. Movie.
1: This is this is from a movie soundtrack. This is the Bangles, who have a couple other hits.
0: Yeah, they uh, primarily walk like an Egyptian. Also, Manic Monday is them. No, Manic Monday. Yeah, I don't
1: really know those songs that well. But, yeah, I guess that's like the Bangles hits.
0: Yeah. And it's very interesting, because this sounds a lot harder than those versions.
1: This is a... Re- I mean, obviously, it resonated with people. But, like, this version kind of sounds cool. Because, mm-hmm. like... An- again don't know much about the Bengals, but according to my research they don't actually like all sing together on songs but they do on this one and i think it's a great effect and i'm surprised they didn't do it more yeah just like it's like four three or four people sing. i think i think it's four of them yeah um and like they're all going together and there's like different parts where like different you kind of notice different voices and like it's like kind of it's four people, so, like, it's enough people to make, like, a big sound, but not, like, a choir sound. Yeah. Well, I think so it's... still kind of pick out individuals at times. So, yeah, it's really interesting, it, and it sounds... It makes it sound kind of really full.
0: Yeah, I think it captures some kind of quality that, like, of the original. Because, mm-hmm. I don't... Who sings in Simon and Garfunkel? Is it both of them?
1: Uh, they both do, but this one was Paul Simon.
0: Paul Simon, yeah. So he has a very, like, unique quality to his voice. Mm-hmm. that I think they almost capture some of that by putting four of them on the vocals. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Just something about, because he can kind of naturally do that, like, airy, eerie presence with a with a still, like, strong voice behind it.
1: Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Whereas
0: the, these people need to, like, vocally layer it to get the same results, I feel.
1: And a lot of people after this do just, like, layer themselves yeah. several times.
0: Because it adds something to to the, just to the nature of the track. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this was actually more popular than the original. Came it number was. two on the billboard. Only
1: number two, though.
0: Yeah, you know what it was buying.
1: I do, but let's tell everyone else.
0: <laughs> it's Tiffany. Tiffany. Their track could have been.
1: Which is like a ballad kind of Yeah. Uh, deal. Do we
0: mention the Hot 100 for the original? It peaked at 13. Oh, I don't think we did. There it is. 13.
1: That's just very appropriate for this, like... Almost like it's not a Halloween song, yeah, but like I don't, I feel like it could be on a Halloween playlist because it definitely has a feeling of like we're moving into winter, right? And it's like fall time now,
0: yeah. So just at the end of October, I can see yeah. that, yeah. That,
1: that, that's how what I picture when I hear the song, anyway.
0: Um, so
1: the other thing, uh, let's see, uh, it, the other difference is they have like an intro where they do the like time, 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 and like they're all singing and it sounds very choral, yeah, and there's like and there's a sleigh bell. Yes. There's there's bells. Yeah. Um, it sounds
0: like a Christmas piece at first. It does. I was like, oh my god, and the Bengals guess... are going to do this for three minutes.
1: <laughs> and then... And then like... And then they do their thing and there's like synthesizers sweeping yeah, and around. and some
0: finger picking, I think, on a guitar. Yeah.
1: um, I thought it might be like kind of a muted... Yeah. Yeah, they kind of like a muted guitar. But yeah, mm-hmm. picking. Of sorts. And... um. And then they do their like chant thing. And it's also the other feeling I got is, I mean, so they're an all female band. I felt like witches chanting (laughs) (laughs) just because it's got that like wintry late fall feel, which, of course, is associated with Halloween. Yeah. And I already get that feeling from the song. And now it's a bunch of like women chanting at you. I felt I really got that like witch feeling. Okay, yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. You felt thing like to say, Macbeth. Right? Yeah, I felt like Macbeth. Um and that's unfortunate and tragic. But yeah and then it just fucking gets into the song. Oh yeah, it just, just fucking gets like, right up. Zoop, and then like guitar electric guitar playing the main riff. Yeah. oh we still get tambourine in here? Ooh. Still tambourine.
0: Still tambourine. Uh, the drums, I feel like, are the same, but just harder.
1: Yeah, they're very similar. I think... Uh, I'm trying to remember. I know there's, like, a few... Uh,
0: there might be a slight variation on it. And I might be
1: thinking of a... Di- like, the the, the rhythm is, is the same. Mm-hmm. No, sorry. I'm thinking of a different version. Yeah, it's basically very similar It's drums. very similar. But the bass, because now it's 1987, the bass is really, like, echoey and, like, really... You can really it, it. sounds like the bass has a couple decades of like better technology making bass drums sound yeah. the way a bass drum sounded in nineteen eighty seven.
0: Yeah, yeah, like the the original definitely has that sixties drum kick. Oh yeah. Whereas this is much a more modern version.
1: Yeah. So you can really feel that kick.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. This is really the version that every other version afterwards is based on, pretty much, with some exceptions. For the
1: most part, yeah. Which um I guess it was a bigger hit, but I'm a little surprised by that, only because I didn't really know this version. Yeah. Or this song before I like not before now, but I haven't known this song for that long. Relative to some of the other stuff. Like mm-hmm. uh something like that I would think of as an upsetter like love hurts or blinded by the light or something like that those i've known for a long time right this is much more recent and i didn't and i didn't really think much of the bangles either so maybe that's why
0: yeah i like i was like oh yeah the bangles they do walk like an egyptian cool (laughs) but beyond that i don't really know let's talk about paradigm in 2002
1: yeah wait sorry just to summarize i don't know i just want to make sure i said everything about the bangles yeah um it's a, it's a, I mean, it did better. I, I liked this version. It's, yeah. it's a definitely high energy. Uh, good to, oh, I think rock
0: there's synth to rock along horns on this.
1: Oh, there probably the horns yeah. are probably synth. There's also there, there's like an organ playing some chord changes. Okay, yeah, that's that right. really gives a kind of like a grit, mm-hmm. gritty thing, which is which fits in with the original, somewhat. Um, I think yeah, that I think that covers it. All the things I wanted to say, other than as we mentioned before, they removed the a few lines from the end of the final verse yeah uh which is kind of how from now on we can tell which version everyone was
0: covering covering yeah if is, you look for that part yeah what you said before so i'm just repeating all right. right paradigm 2002 paradigm, 2002,
1: 2002. Time,
2: time time see what's become of me While
1: Um, so who is paradigm the, i
0: there was like at least two bands named yeah. paradigm
1: I, guys don't if you have a band don't call it paradigm yeah because there's a lot of bands unless called you paradigm. spell
0: it funny like pair of dimes or yeah, something
1: or be like, 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 like no our our band is called Paradigm. what do you
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love Paradigm. they're using a riff on this one that i've yeah, heard it's somewhere, like, else. somewhere else really yeah. Because
1: it's really, it's very similar, but they're just kind of, like, stretching out some notes or not re-strumming. It's, I think uh, it's the same, It's, like, like, a
0: very classic metal riff, It's I the feel. same, like,
1: shape, isn't it? Because they're playing, like... Oh,
0: yeah, it's... But that's, like, that is used in other songs, like, really? that exact riff. Yeah.
1: Okay. I couldn't place it. Um, but, uh, I bet you John
0: Bell could place it. Ah,
1: uh, If only we had friend of the podcast John Bell <laughs> here. We probably shouldn't use the full names, should we? He's he's public figure, right? Yeah,
0: he's a public figure. Okay. In what? Fair enough. Scenario? I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> I don't want to get someone's <laughs> identity stolen. Stolen? <laughs> what do you think's gonna happen? I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't we be the prime targets for a stolen identity? Probably, but you never know. Hey, fans. <laughs> we have fans no uh, okay never mind then <laughs> uh so <laughs> this version this version. paradigm um it's kind of now we're getting into more like modern distortion sounds yeah um and i really f- so you thought this riff was like copied or like very similar to an existing yeah it, it still kind of follows the like shape of the original i think it similar,
0: no. but like you're taking you taking out <inaudible> some of the repetition. I think it's maybe just a different way of outlining the chords. Yeah,
1: maybe it sounded similar to me.
0: I mean, obviously, it's in a cover of it; it's not that different. But that is
1: true. It is not that different. <laughs> um. Anyway, with whatever.
0: And we got a female singer on this one. I'd say this one's got a slower tempo than the original. Okay, but it's still like heavy, it is definitely heavy,
1: um, one thing I thought was kind of interesting, mm hmm that's something I say a lot anyway, um female vocals on this, mm hmm she sings fairly low, yeah, which I think is wait, and Paul Simon sings He's pretty, pretty high. high, so yeah, doesn't really mean anything,
0: yeah, a, a Kinda, astute observation, kind I like.
1: of neat. Thing I noticed.
0: Yeah, this is like one of the first instrumentally unique pieces we get. Uh the instruments do a thing where they punctuate the syllables on remember me. Remember, remember me. me and then bam bam bam. So they actually following vocal rhythm. And this is a uh, Bangles cover cuz they leave out Vodka Lime. They do. They do.
1: I wasn't super taken in by this one.
0: No, I think the the difference in guitar riff is the real big yeah. thing and for me since it sounds like something else it's just like nah. It's kind
1: of distracting.
0: <laughs> yeah. I yeah. thought it might have been a Billy Talent song, but then I went and listened to a bunch of Billy Talent and I was like, ah I
1: know it's hard to know. And like usually or I find often when I have that kind of feeling, like it's similar, but mm-hmm. it's not exactly the same. So if you're not listening to it in the right, like mindset, you can't pick out that right. it is what you were thinking of.
0: So this one ends on a synth note. That's neat let's yeah. talk about mr Bubblebee, and it
1: like has has just like 10 seconds of fading out yeah which is a lot more than the other two because the other two also end very abruptly first two yeah yeah let's talk about mr bubblebee i agree
2: time time time
0: see been In the year 2004. This is yeah. a German punk rock band.
1: Yeah, this is, uh, this is a punk one. And weirdly enough, it's the longest one that we've talked about yet. Yeah. Which I thought was a little backwards for punk. Yeah, a bit. And this one also has sleigh bells on it.
0: They've got that like, weird kind
1: of Christmas thing, because it's yeah. about winter.
0: It's, it's very odd when that element comes in. I'm not sure if it enhances the song for me.
1: I mean, the original had a lot of tambourine, which... I would say sl- bell- like bell adjacent, yeah, because it kind of jingles. But I don't think it's quite. But it's not the same. quite jingle bells. Yeah, it's kind of weird when they. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, <coughs> and this one, so we get shout singing on this, and you can really hear his accent come through if you pay attention.
1: You can, you can. I think they changed the, the drums a bit. It's more like straightforward punky. Yeah. Z- dilemma drums. No. Punky drums. <laughs>
0: punky drums punk rock drums yeah i yeah i would absolutely agree with that uh we get like what i've what i've called wailing guitar it's so just like really long sustains in the back
1: yeah i definitely noticed that near the end is kind of like i call it screaming but that's very similar it's kind of like and um the other thing is oh, one of the things that that makes it longer is they do this like thing part way through where they do like power chords and do it like do, 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 do. Yeah do, do. which a reminded me of cabbage boy from
0: uh <laughs> oh, from, brutal from, from brutal legend yeah Yo, the video game. boy
1: um cuz that's how their like one song starts yeah. in that um but also takes up more time mm-hmm. so and then they just do a lot of the do uh, like a long fade out and by fade out, I mean, they don't, no, they don't do a long fade out. Let me rephrase
0: they that. They do the outro for fucking They do the ever. outro for fucking ever. They, they could have chopped 30 seconds off that and yeah, still had easy, too much outro. Easy. And the weird thing is, they, like, they do
1: fade out. And when they do fade out, they're saying, um, they're just repeating yeah. their thing. And, they, like, it cuts out in the middle of the word snow, which I think is a little awkward.
0: Yeah. I don't know. This one was, like, I usually am a big fan of punk rock covers. Yeah. Because you can just like dive right into and be like, "Oh fuck yeah, this song!" and then yeah, get out.
1: They, they can have yeah. It's that power and energy or whatever. Yeah,
0: but this was I don't know. This was too long. It I think. I think a it was bloated. Lacking, yeah. This could have been like a minute mm-hmm. and a half and probably kicked ass.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Some of these versions are well, uh, well, maybe they kick ass. Yeah. I don't know. Some
0: of these versions at least come under two minutes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, this is. Uh,
0: I was expecting to like this one more, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't. Really. And I, like, I liked his voice honestly. I thought the German see, accent on the punk rock singing was very cool. Right. There was a whole bunch. Oh, uh, I totally forgot to actually copy it. Yeah. But if you
1: go to their website mm-hmm. and Google Translate it, yeah, <laughs> it, check out their story, because there's this whole story about like them practicing next to a church okay. and like how they always every day would go to confession because they were always <laughs> like bad but then they were like granted absolution like permanent absolution or something because
0: like, the priest was like stop fucking like, guys, coming just, here you're
1: always you're always fine just keep doing yeah, like, music played the punk rock music he's yeah, like it's fine so. check that out that's fun Give yeah, their website some hits
0: yeah i wonder if these guys have other things because they have some albums and stuff this was on like a compilation thing called punk rock's not dead yeah
1: i, I had some trouble finding out when this song actually came out
0: Hmm. Turns out it's two thousand four. Two thousand four. Yeah.
1: But, um, yeah, I I don't know much about. They yeah. they seem like they could have some other good stuff. But yeah, this they seem like
0: they could do good, but this
1: was this not wasn't a great it. version.
0: And I don't think it carries like a good interpretation of the lyrics with it. I don't feel like it brings anything good to the piece.
1: No, not really. Nothing
0: interesting or new. So let's talk about Les Fradkin. <laughs>
2: Time, 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 see what's become of me. While I turn
0: Yeah he's. In the year 2006, he released the album Jangleholic. Jangleholic. Which is because he loves
1: the jangle sound of the Rickenbacher. Yeah. Which um, we've talked about a few times. Mm-hmm. Jangle pop. Which, although supposedly pop was itself a throwback to just that sound.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: In the sixties.
0: Um, now this is Wikipedia called him a MIDI guitarist. M I D I music. Oh right, and, and music meaning he plays digital, digital guitars. Yeah. I
1: almost bought a MIDI guitar, but I
0: think he plays a real guitar and just runs it through the. Because I tried looking up MIDI guitar, and it was just like, yeah, get MIDI pickups for your guitar yeah. and like.
1: Well, the thing is, you can, like, like you play them the same way. Like yeah. it's just a guitar. It's
0: just a guitar. I don't understand right? why we needed to like specify a difference.
1: Know. I don't know where the digital conversion happens, but like you're still playing an electric guitar. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know why. Maybe he just did a lot of that kind of effect, but that's also weird, because I would think if he was like a huge fan of maybe just this album isn't a good example, because it's like really rooted in that classic electric guitar sound. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know what, if maybe this was all MIDI guitars, I don't know. I
0: don't know. But I will say this for the rest of the piece, it all sounds very synthetic.
1: Yeah, he kind of, it sounds kind of like, well, he was on Broadway.
0: Yeah, he was in Beatles Mania.
1: Um, he was, was he Paul?
0: I didn't actually look that deep into
1: it. Anyway, so he was an <laughs> original cast member for Mania. I yeah. don't know if there were, well, I played it for a couple of years. Um, and this kind of sounds like Broadway-ish. To me, the way it's done, um, just the way, or, or maybe not, yeah. I'm not sure I agree with that. I, no, that's not what I was trying to say. See, mm. I'm I'm side eyeing my notes here. <laughs> what I was trying to say is the album Jangleholic yeah. is like about a guy who likes the jangle pop sound and like is chasing that or something, yeah. That feels Broadway to me, like it's like a musical, so like it's a rock actually a opera, co- it's a rock opera, yeah. About, I,
0: realize, I thought it was just like about a jangle holic. I thought he just liked jangle and was like. Check it out, Jangleholic.
1: And maybe there's no coherent story, but, like, the first song is definitely, I'm a guy who likes the jangle sound, and, like, it's... Like, if you listen to Jangleholic, the song, it's got...
0: Is it, is it actually called Jangleholic? It's called Jangleholic. Oh, my God. Um. Yeah. Come on, Les. Les Fradkin. Um. Yeah, it's... Like I said, it's very synthetic on everything except the guitar, but we know that's been put through meaty as well so it's all pretty much a synthetic piece we've got tambourine doing the drum lines this is a simon and garfunkel cover because he talks about vodka and lime
1: oh he does say that eh?
0: yeah and i think he does vocal harmonies with himself
1: yes i think it's just him multi-track yeah
0: and like the composition is pretty much just ripped from the original except done with that different sound yeah
1: which is actually the other interesting thing is that jangle sound was like kind of contemporary with the original song, right? So it's it's like just it's playing it with a different sound, but that sound is from the same time. So it's like an alternate dimension, but it's dimension also take. like several decades later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of a, yeah, it's a weird,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Take. And um, what did you think about his voice? He sounded really old. Yeah, yeah. Sounded... i like an old man singing, <laughs> which theoretically should add something, yeah. right? Because
1: because it's the end of your life, right? Yeah. I didn't dislike his voice. There's some interesting voices. Yeah, in we this. get some some yeah. neat ones on this, and I'm that, not like, sure how I feel about them. Yeah, all. that aren't like bad, but they make me think, you know? They like, like hmm. I'm like, do it like what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I felt about this one. Yeah, let's like move. it was fine.
0: It was fine, but again, I don't think it was spectacular. Yeah. I think I think it would have benefited from more real instruments and uh I don't know a stronger vocal performance. A little more he's yeah. a Broadway guy. Let's put a little more emotion in there.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't more. Maybe she's just old, I don't know.
0: Yeah, could be. I would like like if he sang like, you know, like Sturgeol Simpson or Sturgill Simpson on uh The Promise. Put a little bit of that into it. Like that would have been a more interesting take, I think. Get some Get some of that energy. Yeah, a little that angle, a little that twang maybe. Ooh, a little, a little twang. <laughs> Let's talk about a high school. Talk about a high school. Azure uh, is the name, I guess, of their their acapella group at Phillips, Phillips Academy. Academy, in yeah. The year two thousand seven.
1: Just it's like high school acapella.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry.
1: And I I, I I put this one on the list because I know how much you love both high school and acapella. That's right. I was yeah. a big fan of both those. Yeah, those things. are those are you. Yeah. I thought
0: I honestly thought this was pitch perfect before I actually looked at who it was. <laughs> <laughs> I think just because I, I associate doo-do-do's with that now. Doo 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 do 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 Yeah, they do the whole
1: No, they start with the like harmonies. This is a Bangles cover, so they do the time 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 bit. And uh, and then they do the do 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 do. It sounds a little silly, honestly. Because well, y-
0: here's what it sounds like. If I didn't know or like didn't remember the title of this song, I'd be like, "Yo, Alex, you know that Simon and Garfunkel song, the one that goes do 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 do." I know. That's exactly. And like, it seems
1: that's probably the big downfall of of, of um of all of acapella words <laughs> of acapella music <laughs> is yeah. like. If you're doing like you're doing an air guitar, like <laughs> yes, exactly. Just, like you're making the sounds right, but I just I don't buy it, man. I know it's like I, I'm like I'm kind of
0: becoming more lenient towards the drum
1: parts. Yeah, although, honestly, I didn't like the drums in this one very much. No. Because they kind of do, they, like, at first, they do, like, the original rhythm, and then they change it to kind of this more generic beatboxing. Yeah. And I wasn't a fan of that.
0: I think that took away, it, it yeah. was like they were trying to get funky with it.
1: Yeah, and, it, and like, w- only that part, though. Yeah. Because uh, the rest of it was, like, very straightforward, like, show choir mm-hmm. a cappella singing.
0: Now, to their credit, they do do a lot of like variations. There's a lot of changing of parts and like who's singing what. Yeah. So there is like a lot of voices. Things happening. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the argument I give for a movie like Grown Ups Two versus a movie like Sex and the City Two. Of course. Whereas Grown Ups Two is bad, but things are constantly happening. Whereas Sex and the City is bad, and nothing's happening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I the other thing I. It kind of like I mentioned there's like kind of a grit to the original and yeah. obviously the like rock versions have that cuz they've got the distortion and Oh stuff. yeah, it's easy to This one really doesn't have.
0: it's high school kids. It's a bunch of high school kids. They don't even know what the song's about.
1: I know, right? <laughs> uh I don't even know if I know what this song's about. Yeah,
0: but I know it requires a little something, yeah, a little a little bit of a darker uh, take.
1: Yeah. That this doesn't quite doesn't quite make it there. Feel a little bad. <laughs> just dunking just on a bunch of high school kids. On high school students. I don't know. It's like, just... they're good. Like, the singing's good. Like, they're fine at singing. And, like, the beatboxing guy, I'm sure he's fine, fine. beatboxer. But I just don't think that it, the rhythm, that change in rhythm, really served. I think this the song. is a bad
0: composition. Yeah. It's not but necessarily so the fault of the students. Dun- let's
1: dunk on the musical director of this high school yeah. instead, because I feel much more comfortable with
0: that. Way to go, musical director at Phillips Academy. As you're. You fucking idiot. <laughs>
1: In 2007.
0: hope hope you're still an idiot. (laughs) Actually, I hope you got better, but, you know. (laughs) Let's talk about Moonlight Jazz Blue in the year 2016. Yeah, this one. I can't pronounce the rest of this this uh it's yeah japanese japanese so a japanese compilation album or is it just the one guy or the one group oh i don't know i think it's one guy for this anyway probably
1: it's mostly like piano Piano. um uh, the last one i said it really didn't have much bite to it yeah this one kind of also has that but i don't think i care and i'm gonna explain why oh yeah hit me with it um the lyrics are gone. So like it's mostly just the melody. So you don't really need to evoke the same thing.
0: True, yeah. This is really just background music.
1: Yeah. Um, it it's pleasant.
0: Yeah. It's a minute fifty seconds. Yeah, like you said, it's very pleasant, it's very calming. I mean, it's not really You're not gonna be like, yeah, this fucking slaps, but
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's a cover of the like original original. Which is to say the Simon and Garfunkel version, right? Because it sounds like they do the vodka and lime part, but obviously there's no words. Yeah, and it's so,
0: minute and fifty one, so you can judge it on time.
1: As your academy was, I'm pretty sure the Bangles.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there's no vodka and lime. They
1: don't do vodka. Uh, which I mean, it's high school. Children. They can't talk about vodka. <laughs> they are children. Um, and. Do you have anything else to say about Moonlight Jazz? No, blues? honestly,
0: like we uh, sometimes I wonder why we do these versions. I know. <laughs> then there was the one time with... Uh...
1: On Africa, was it? Yes. Yeah. The well, guy did an like, amazing like, piano That was really interpretation. interesting.
0: So sometimes we do get that. So yeah, sometimes it's worth delving into what can basically just amount to elevator music. Yeah. To find the little gems in there. So I think we should keep doing it. But unfortunately, in this case...
1: I don't have much to add. Yeah,
0: it's inoffensive. It's just like I'm gonna forget about it like as soon as we finish recording.
1: Yeah, like it's it's a pretty arrangement of a good melody. Yeah.
0: Um and uh, it's played on a piano. We were talking about weird singers earlier. Uh Brad Simmons, twenty seventeen. See what's become of me. While I looked around for my possibilities.
1: I to this one really hit me um, because this, the way this guy sings, is exactly how I uh, fear that I sound. It's, I, I'm like really worried that this is exactly what I sound like. Yeah. Kind of like buzzy.
2: Yeah. And high pitched.
1: Now again, like I said before uh, about someone else, like he seems to be a good singer. Like he can hit some notes, mm-hmm. but like his tone, which I'm sure is just the way his voice sounds, and I also feel bad about you know. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not trying to make fun of the way his voice sounds, but it sounded a little odd. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, he has like a weird
0: tone. You're right. There's something yeah. strange it's about his voice. Drinking my
1: vodka and lime. And like, lime. Like,
0: oh. But like he sings the song. Yeah. And it's a Simon Garfun- Garfunkel one yes, because he does sure. say vodka and lime.
1: Oh, it's also like the album is all Simon, yeah, Garfunkel, Simon Garfunkel, Garfunkel covers. Yeah, Simon Garfunkel covers. You're right. Uh
0: there's strings on the intro. So did we say what his name was? Brad Simmons. Okay, That's I couldn't remember if we said that well, yeah, or not. We um, had to introduce he's,
1: him. He's like a musical director and he's worked with a lot of people. Okay. Um I'm trying to remember one um including
0: Oh fu- So yeah, uh, he's a musical director.
1: He's yeah, so like he again, it's kind of similar to uh the previous guy we talked about which is uh, Hugo Montenegro yeah. in that like he kind of has the resources and the connections to like Make something like this mm-hmm. and do it in like a way where it's like well produced. Yeah, I would say this is instrumentally satisfying. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of it is on the piano again.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, the main riff's on there, and it actually gets a little weight on the keys. It's yeah. not quite so light as the jazz version. Yes,
1: it does. It does have a definite. It's got. It's got. It's got punch. It's got punch. It's got and, pizzazz. And uh, it's playing. I almost didn't recognize it at first, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like at first, I was like, "Oh, they're playing chords quickly," and then like moved on. I was like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> so it it just has a different feel to it for sure. Yeah, on the piano, um, and it even plays that like bass walk up. Yeah, he plays it on the piano, and also there's strings. That's right. That are mirrored, and the strings kind of come well.
0: in and out of this piece.
1: Yeah, they um, I, I can. They, I, they, they're missing at the beginning, and then the first bass walk up, they join in and yeah. then like stay for a while. So yeah,
0: it's like string intro, then they drop out when the like, oh, official right, the song intro. starts. Then yeah, you're right, it comes yeah. in at that point. Um, yeah, they're like boom, boom, boom. They're like hmm, 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 and, uh, and he does some weird uh like vo- Like we said, his vocals are weird. He does things like he whispers any convenient time then any convenient time. So he tries things with his voice.
1: Yeah. So like, there's some interesting stuff going on Mm -hmm. here, and it's actually, like, like it's pretty well done and well produced. Yeah. Um, they've got you know proper ups and downs, and they drop down for the
0: last part. Yeah. And then build it back up again. Um, it's really his voice is what drags this piece back for me because I'm still not sure. I know. I'm like, I'm, I'm stuck on that. I'm really. It really does bother me.
1: And I don't want to like I hate to be like because I don't think he's got a bad voice. No, it just sounds. I don't know. I'm not sure. It just sounds yeah. odd. It it's <laughs> like I was saying it like it's too. It like it like evokes my fears of myself. Right. And it makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, he can sing words. He notes. sure can. He can. I thought this one sounded kind of theatrical.
0: Yeah. Well, he especially because of some of the stuff he does with his voice. Yeah. Where he tries to put like a little personality into it. Mm -hmm. He does on Fields are right. He does that weird voice thing that we pointed out in a. I want to say one of the songs we did last week. Yeah. Puts a weird emphasis on it. Yeah,
1: just so for that like personality thing.
0: Fields are (laughs) (laughs) right. Bob Dylan now. I know,
1: and he already sounds a little <laughs> funny, and he's adding like that in. You're like, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, very strange. But um. But I would say one of the more like oh, instrumentally compelling pieces. Yeah,
1: like. absolutely. And yeah, I I have difficulty finding like a semi objective reason to like dislike it, but it still makes me feel
0: a little weird. Yeah, I'm still not a hundred percent on that one. That being said, let's move into The Pockets in 2018. Yeah, also, don't... Or not the American R&B
2: band.
0: They're an Australian band. Yeah. I'm glad you found that. Yeah, they're like... I guess they're a band because they do use instruments, but they sing like it's a cappella. They do. It's like, they're like, oh, hang
1: on. I have a description from their Facebook page, I think. Oh, good. Uh, Ukuleles, big and small, melodica, sweet harmonies, songs from the 1920s through till yesterday, songs of frivolity, nostalgia, and romance from the jazz era, from the Muppets, Great Frocks. They've got Great Frocks? Great Frocks.
0: Great Frocks! (laughs) Marty! (laughs) That's what I have. heavy frocks. (laughs) um yeah this one is yeah this was a weird one they open yeah, with some kind of it, scat it sounds stuff.
1: like it would be do they do a doo 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 do 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 as well no. Um, no no they don't
0: but they do a lot of like there's a lot yeah, of people does, singing different parts at the same time i thought
1: it was gonna be a just straight acapella, acapella yeah version at first and then they come in with like a bass and then there's some yeah. ukulele yeah i, yeah, I guess, guess it's ukulele i wrote down um, guitar
0: but yeah it's probably ukulele yeah.
1: And, and something I thought was interesting, the, yeah. they do have like a bass that comes in, and the bass is fairly prominent.
0: Yeah, but they don't do the like bass walk up part. Yeah, I thought that was a little weird. They do a lot of weird stuff. They change a lot of the rhythm of like the vocal pattern when they sing, like just the way the words where the like words come in. Yeah, just you know, like just a little pattern. bit. Yeah. yeah, and they do. Uh, this is something I don't think we've ever tried. They do cannons on the vocals. Oh, when does that come in? That is, they just do. It's a very basic one. So one person sings, starts singing it, and then the second person comes in just a little bit after and right. starts singing the same verse. Okay. It's I, it, I, they just do it on some of the okay. verses.
1: Okay. I don't know how I missed that. That yeah. seems like, oh, I don't know. it's ah. such
0: a like with this. I, it's I have to like really drag my brain into like fo- forcing it to listen to the song because part of my brain's just like that's acapella. I don't give a fuck. I know. It's only. It's only technically not a cappella. Yeah. Uh the other th- I, And I think it does benefit from having those instruments.
1: Yeah. Well, we uh we don't usually favor the a cappella very much, so Yeah. Uh there's another they also do some like finger snaps. Yeah. And I was like Obviously songs have a particular rhythm and you feel them in a particular way. Right. And we're experienced enough with the music to like know that mm-hmm. so like i was snapping along to the song and then i realized they started snapping and we were snapping at the same time and i was mm-hmm. like holy shit <laughs> they know but like it's just like snapping every two beats or whatever
0: oh yeah so you're sna- so honestly you must have had some love for apparently this I, I, well, that's the thing
1: i don't know if i like i don't know if i was snapping along because i'd already listened to it a bunch right and i'd like subconsciously just joined in or if I was just snapping along because I like the song generally. Right. And then I was like, oh shit, they're doing the same thing. Like, maybe
0: it's just an obvious thing to do. I don't know. Maybe. I don't I to say that like, they had good vocal harmonies. Yeah. Um, they do say Vodka and Lime. Ooh. And? Oh yeah, I say it's kind of weird with these group songs. When you look at the very personal nature of the song, especially when you got like the Vodka and Lime song, like lyric. Right. Like looking at all my unpublished rhyme and it's like four of you hanging out.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, uh I don't know. It's sort of my same complaint that I had with uh in the aeroplane over the sea with that one that kept switching vocalists.
1: Right. Where it, it seems like more of a personal thing. Yeah. But now it's become a group thing and it doesn't really yeah, it doesn't make really much sense.
0: translate. <laughs> and yeah, this one's three minutes long and there I think it does is. a good job with the three minutes.
1: Yeah, it's not, I mean, that's not, s- how much, how long is the original? Do you remember?
0: Two? Yeah, it's, so it's like, not like a bunch longer. I think it's even below 2.30. But
1: they do some neat stuff. I think they, they do some interesting things in the second verse. Let me see if I can find my notes on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. They kind of, they slow down and like, it's mostly bass. Yeah. And and like, just strumming with ukulele. Yeah. Which is like different instrumentation from the rest. Ra- like, this, no, the instrumentation is the same, but they're playing a little differently. Playing a little differently, yeah. Like, Pretty early on, they changed that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah.
0: And yeah, it's a pretty solid version. Yeah, this piece took me by surprise. Yeah. Let's talk about Spank Me Tender
2: 2019.
1: I like the band name. I do like the band name.
0: Now unfortunately,
1: the version it the actually the version th- their version's like really really close to the Bangles.
0: It's insanely close I, like, to the for point a minute, I thought it was like, a remix.
1: Yeah, I thought it might be a remix and I was like, "No, no, no, that's a man singing." Yeah. But, <laughs> but there was like, also
0: I think female backup vocals yeah. on it.
1: So I really cuz like at first, I don't know, yeah. I I like had I, yeah, it just stopped me like, "Hang on."
0: Yeah. What's going
1: on here? It's uh yeah, they do like really similar, you know, with the
2: yeah, ambient I mean, stuff at the
1: beginning and the, and yeah, the sleigh bells sudden and shit. start, sudden start into the guitar riff. And but this is much longer.
0: This is five minutes and 15 yeah, seconds, which and they don't have the vodka and lime. Literally. Yeah, because it's, it's bangles. We run out of the actual song at about the three minute mark. Yeah. And they just like repeat a lot. They just they yeah, they do the outro for a bit and then throw in a fucking drum solo. Oh, yeah, there's a drum solo. And then they repeat the last verse again without the vodka and lime bit and then it plays out for another, like, fucking minute.
1: Yeah, and then it's just the patch of snow on the ground, and then at the end it's like, ground, 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 ground.
0: And, and yeah, it's... Oh, I, yeah, and it, it goes, like, there's the female singers who do that. Like,
1: ground, 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 ground. ground. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right at the end. And, um,
1: yeah, the... uh, the One of the things I, I mentioned before how everything was so, like, separate in, in the original, like, recording... And you could hear all the instruments and the way they mixed it or whatever. Right. This is, like, the opposite of that. Because everything really blends together. And everything is very... Like, the guitar has a ton of reverb on it. Mm -hmm. And, like, just... And, like, the lyrics, or, like, the vocals, rather, are, like, almost turned down. Like, they're very heavily distorted as well. Or some effect stuff going on. And, like, you can't really hear them much over everything else. They kind of blend into everything. Right. Which... I mean, I don't know if that's a bad thing necessarily, but I didn't really like it. I didn't really, and
0: I think because they have a tambourine in this that's going constantly, and it almost feels like they put it through a distortion filter, and there's just this constant like buzzing, fucking (laughs) noise, like right at the top of the track.
1: Very like when you say top, do you mean? I mean, like like, in terms of like frequency, frequency, frequency? yeah, yeah. Yeah, It was. (laughs) It seemed like. I I wasn't a huge fan of this one. I think it was I think it was an awful mix. It's ve- yeah, it's very like muddy. Yeah, and and maybe that's what you're going for, but maybe I don't like that. No, I've said that before, haven't I? Yeah.
0: What? Yeah. Make that, like that line exactly. For, but I don't like it. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> let's make a T-shirt. There we go. Um.
1: But. Uh, yeah, even like I keep bringing up the bass walk up because I think it sounds cool. Yeah. But they do it. But like you can barely hear it mm-hmm. it really gets swallowed or usually up by the it's rest of it. so
0: pronounced of a moment mm-hmm. that it really draws the ear to it and you're like oh oh bass guitar and then yeah but this everything's lost in this one is this, this ends- what a
1: bass solo is <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah this one fucking sucked let's yeah. talk about gerard way and ray toro in 2019 2019 and-
1: Recent version from we'll mention the names of netflix shows as soon as they start paying us to mention names of netflix shows
0: this one's from the the parasol Uh, what's another word for academy school (laughs) School. i mean fuck
1: (laughs) no this is from this is from umbrella academy yeah uh this is i this is the reason we we did, did this because um it. i yeah i watched the trailer and i was like hey i know that song
0: yeah. um worth noting the bangles version actually appears in the uh netflix series weirder shit <laughs> <laughs> oh man weirder
1: shit <laughs> so these guys uh Gerard Way and Ray Toro they are from Fallout boy <laughs> that's their thing my
0: chemical romance oh Shit.
1: <laughs> I, I wrote
0: it down wrong. I wrote it down wrong. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Sorry. Uh,
1: They're from My Chemical yeah, Romance. Yeah, is
0: the lead vocalist for My Chemical Romance. He is also the author of the comic Yes, Umbrella I Academy. Need, I, okay, you better... As well better as the Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys, which is another DC comic. Uh, okay. Ray Toro is the lead guitarist, or was the lead guitarist. Uh, My Chemical Romance broke up in 2013. So Ray Toro was the lead guitarist for that, and the backup vocals... So here we have the vocals and lead guitar and backup vocals getting back together. And the drums. Are the drums? Uh, Jared Alexander. He okay. was at least for a
1: while. And he also played in A Static Lullaby. Hey. Another band we've talked about before. That's right.
0: They did the Toxic cover, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and they had the music video with all the Britney Spears lookalikes. i pretty sure that was them.
1: So we know what this guy looks like. Maybe. He might not have been at the time. I don't know. I think there's some changing membership. Oh, okay. So yeah. I don't know if he actually played that. but.
0: But yeah, so basically, it's the majority of my chemical romance. Then, yes, coming back together to play to play this, this the shade of winter
1: song. And um, the very beginning reminds me of Terminal March from mm. uh, Bastion. Bastion soundtrack. Oh, Okay, yeah, the the video game. They kind of like chu, 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 chu. it's kind of like a almost like train kind of yeah. Song. This
0: interesting like percussive intro. Yeah. It's yeah to think about this piece, especially as I listen to it right after "Spank Me Tender," is this one's like three minutes and -hmm. it manages to have unique, separate pieces.
1: Yeah, and still like takes a lot from the Bangles version.
0: Yeah, but like this is definitely a Bangles cover because they also don't mention vodka lime. Mm -hmm. But it manages to do so much more with two minutes less on their time.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's a lot. It's it's a lot more interesting. I mean, just. I don't even know that I can, like, I I didn't go through it specifically and find all the little bits, but there's, like, little guitar things that are happening here and there. And, like, but it's distinct. It's not, like, muddy like the other one. Exactly, because you pick it up. You can hear all the stuff. And maybe it's a, well, maybe it's a case of production values, but I, I think the other one was just done poorly as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably a big part of it.
1: Or that was what they were going for, and I don't like it.
0: But. Mm, i think i think it's just bad because <laughs> like i get noise rock and i like some of that but yeah you got to do it right okay um let's see here so yeah it grows in complexity the intro like as it comes along and the sort of volume starts to increase on it they do like they got the like synth sweep type thing yeah and, and they get, do have bells yeah they got the bells on this one too it's uh yeah and then they do a, like a vocal thing similar to the bangles version and again, the big explosion of instruments.
1: Yeah, and this is, I think, like, they've just multi-tracked the vocals. Yeah. Or record, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it sounds very similar to the Bangles.
0: Yeah, and they got, there's a, similar to the uh, Mr. Bubblebee one, we get this sort of screaming instrument in the back. I think it might be a synth, or it's a guitar, I'm not 100% sure. Mm,
1: yeah, I think there was definitely some synth work going on. Yeah,
0: but it just plays just in the back, and you can, like, if you're not listening for it, you won't hear it. And yeah, we get the driving guitar rhythm, which is very like pop punk kind of. Mm-hmm. And what else is there in this?
1: Well, uh, with the drums, I thought it was it's very similar rhythm, but mm-hmm. I think they've moved the kick work to like a hi hat or some kind of symbol. Yeah. So it's more it's higher there. Uh it's got a different different sound, but a similar feel because they do keep the rhythm more or less. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, this one's, Uh. he it's, goes yeah. up high on a couple parts. He goes on Hang On To Your Hopes. He, like, jumps up an octave, I think. Hang on
2: to your hopes! <laughs> and button. that's
0: always fun. Yeah, so we get a couple of those. It's, there's the, like you said, the guitar does, like, a little noodling on some of the verses. Gets some...
1: Yeah, and, like, you'll, yeah, after, like, a lyric or something, there's a, some silence, and they'll do, like, a little quick little,
0: yeah. Yeah. Noodling's a fun word, isn't <laughs> I it? I do love the word noodling. I use it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, they noodled on this one. You know, noodling. A little noodling here, a little noodling there. there.
1: Noodle there, noodle here, noodle, noodle all everywhere. around. Yeah, this one was all right. Yeah, and. um, Hang on. Wait. So they have like. Oh, they have some interesting stuff in the second verse as well, I think. Right. They do some like harmonization stuff. And again, I think it's just. Just him, yeah. Just Gerard. Gerard. Uh, doing like multiple tracks but he seems to like kind of harmonize with himself yeah sounds kind of neat and they don't have an abrupt end they like oh yeah they it's... fade out and then there's like some synthy sounds and they'd make like a glass shattering sound effect
0: yeah is it relevant to the show well, i don't know well, there are definitely glass shatters in the show i don't know if it's like very important that glass shatters <laughs> <laughs> i've only watched i think i've watched about half of it now Okay, I'm enjoying it. I think it's a pretty good show.
1: Hey, whoa, cut that out! We don't want to advertise. Oh, that's
0: right, pay us money, pay us Netflix. Money. Uh, the show is, the show may be good.
1: I, I don't know.
0: The show combines audio and visuals. Wait a minute, at the same time. That's right.
1: Are these visuals in color?
0: That's yeah, full technicolor. Wow, hand drawn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's our roundup for uh, A Hazy Shade of Winter. We're going to do our evaluations now, break it down into three simple categories. Worst song, best song, and most chill is winter. Ah. Winter's cold. Winter is cold. Hit me with it, Alex. What's the worst version of this song? What's the worst version of
1: this song? Hmm. And why th- is it Spank Me Tender? Why is it Spank Me Tender? I know, right? <laughs> like, I, I'm trying to... I want to, like just to branch out, put, bring up phillips academy but that i feel bad about that because yeah. like
0: again it's not our goal yeah. on the show to dissuade people from playing music so or singing or you know what have you so i um yeah i i mean we really didn't like this spank.
1: i can't think of another version i i disliked as much as yeah. the spank me tender version and that sucks Cause I really like their band name. I Really
0: love their band name. It's very nice. You guys want to break up and like hand that name <laughs> over to someone?
1: Yeah, if you want to pass that mantle on, we yeah. uh,
0: we won't do anything with it. We won't. Do we want to own it. Yeah, I would love to own that name. If you, <laughs> we could do that. Let's try copywriting that. <laughs> yeah, have they done it yet? Win and Rome, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Spank Me Tender is the absolute worst version of this. Yeah, i
1: don't like even the other ones I didn't like that much. I liked more
0: than that one. Yeah, I still like wasn't like that yeah. one made me mad afterwards. Whereas other ones I was like, eh, Yeah, it's fine. the kids want to do a cappella, they could do a cappella. Yeah, whatever. Whereas after this I was like, You guys wasted five minutes. Yeah, it was of my s-
1: fucking time. Way too long. How do you make it that l- it's such a short song? I know. And me- they made it into like sit, like a approaching long song. Like longer than like pop song length. Yeah.
0: Like not playable on the radio length.
1: Yeah. It was, it's a bit much it's a bit much guys a bit much
0: a bit much let's bring a little positivity into here what's the yeah. best version what's the
1: best version ignoring the original
0: well, oh you, you can ignore it. it's but yeah it be we, best our rules say, are like, very vague like, very vague you might we might just have to say it best and then then i ask the question right? does it surpass the original surpass and You say yes original? or no okay um the best
1: i mean obviously the most influential Hands is down, bangles. it's the yeah. Bangles version. Yeah,
0: so if you're going by popularity.
1: And I liked what they did. I liked that, like, witchy sound. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame. Is it? I don't think it's on, like, Halloween playlists. Yeah. Because it's not Witchy Woman or the Monster Mash. Let's bring, it. Let's, bring mash. It. Let's do it, man. It should be. Let's get this on. Because I feel like the Bangles version could for sure fit on a Halloween playlist. Oh, yeah. And I like that. So, so yeah. Uh, hashtag I, I,
0: Hazy Shade of Halloween. Let's yeah. Let's get the movement going. I think it's got to be them. I think they've got to be at least the best cover. Yeah, and giving it to the Bengals. Yeah. So it
1: doesn't surpass the original though. I don't think so, but I also think it's almost apples and oranges. I think it like changes it enough and like right. makes it this really rock and roll thing. Because the original was more kind of folky. At least if folk to you means acoustic guitars <laughs> <laughs> and like not really electronic instruments. Yeah.
2: Cause
0: it does for me. Um sometimes. I think me, I got so upset that the the vodka and lime r- line lime line, lime line was removed from the bangles piece. It, it
1: was strange. It like I get they removed it because like there was producers or something. Yeah and they would get pressure from that. So like I get that. I don't get why the future versions
0: kept it out. It's because they didn't hear the original. I they guess heard the bangles so. version. I guess. That's what it is. But And it's weird that I'm going to say that and then pick this as my best version. But I'm going with Hugo Montenegro in 1971. Ah, who ca- also didn't technically say most that. Most of the
1: vocals. It did sound cool, though.
0: Yeah, it was a fucking, I was just like listening to them all. I came to this one at the end and I was just like, bum, I don't want to pick for my favorite. And just the instruments on this one were so cool. I was like, oh, ah, yeah. fuck. It definitely, really like, good. It's the
1: most different, like not the most different arrangement, but definitely musically. Or, yeah, it's or mu- sonically. It's, yeah,
0: it's sonically exciting. Yeah. Got and, some cool sounds and yeah. like
1: they got that kind of like kind of old film vibe.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, let's talk about most chill. Most one of these ones chill. is just chill. You can just chill as in being relaxed or chill as in makes you feel cold. Yeah,
1: I mean Moonlight Jazz Blue is pretty it's pretty chill. Pretty chill because it's just kind of like, but I feel like that's too obvious. But yeah. I want to give it to Brad Simmons because this one feels like feels like he's a. Uh, an artist slash producer, whatever, with right. experience who's just kind of like doing something that he enjoys. And okay. He's like, I happen to like Simon and Garfunkel. I'm going to do an entire album of Simon and Garfunkel right. covers. And like, I know people who will get this together and like to work with. So it, it, that, I don't know. That, it feels the most right. chill to me. So Even
0: like, so, the, like, the slogan for the album would be like, come chill with Brad Simmons yeah. as he sings. As he Simon like and Garfunkel. does
1: things he enjoys. Like, yeah, or like he'll he'll pay you maybe I don't know <laughs> because you're recording the album with him. I don't remember what the situation was. Where am I? Uh, anyway, where are you? Where? <laughs> I'm so <too> sorry. <laughs> so, and I did like this version, even though I had some certain reservations. Yeah, as I said before, they're mostly dumb. So, yeah, we're gonna give him. Hey. He's gonna get most chill. Hey, It was a solid version. It's chill. Yeah, It was a little. Who's the Shaka? Yeah, it's the Shaka right there. A little, little shaka?
0: I'm I'm bringing that into my emoji game too. Yes, I noticed. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> tight. <laughs> um, let me see. I'm gonna tell you what the least chill probably is. It's Phillips Academy. Really? Yeah. Can you imagine having to work with a musical director trying to get all these kids to sing your a cappella piece right? Sounds stressful. Having I, been a musical theater kid, like, yeah, sounds stressful. I imagine so. But most chill, I'm going to be a basic bitch and just go with Moonlight Jazz Blue. I mean, they have a really strong claim for chillist. Chill. It comes in for a minute, 50 seconds. is just piano. Yeah. Short. To the point, I
1: guess. Yeah.
0: And uh, does the sounds. They sound nice. Yeah. And that point is just, hey, man, all
1: right. And it it's, that doesn't have the like sinister sound of the original. Yeah. It's kind of... It's just Does a completely the, like, soft ease. Yeah, it's very soft. Very Alright.
0: So that's been our review of the song A Hazy Shade of Winter. <clears throat> our bonus segment today is a classic. Battle of the Band. Paul Simon versus Art Garfunkel. Who oh wins? man.
1: Paul Simon versus Art Garfunkel. Okay, let's see. Uh Art Garfunkel, I feel like has some like bottled up rage. Oh yeah. Like he would if if he unleashed that, he would definitely have some like like it It would not be it would not be like a quick fight they would definitely be right be, some, Simon be some swinging short. paul simon's short too
0: uh so but so. he's managed to rein in chevy chase long enough to do a music video which is which is some testament to his power also he has a whole choir of people to back him up that's true, and he's he's got a bunch of black dudes. Uh, do you think Paul Simon's gonna fight fair? I don't think he is. Oh no! Oh no!
1: And um, also, there's more facts that I'm going me to list Paul Simon soon. Fact. Uh, where are we? Also, I'm just trying to remember. I'm I'm looking I'm looking for relationship specifics. That's why I'm looking through here. If I can find it, where's his uh? marital statuses.
0: Art Garfunkel hasn't been married since 1975. Here we go. Oh, no, pardon me. 1988, so he's still married. He's Were married they to
1: married? Breville. Yeah, he was married to Carrie Fisher. Oh. So I feel like that, that, like, you gotta be a little spunky. Right. For that.
0: And you know like he's that's... dipped his nose in a little cocaine then. Paul Simon <laughs> did drugs?
1: <laughs> and, uh... Interesting. So he's got, yeah, so there's a little... And, you know, he's got, um, let's see, he's a boxer, as we know. No, that's not true. (laughs) It's just a song name. Um, It would be, I I feel
0: like it would be a close fight. So, uh, Art Garfunkel was rated number 86 by Rolling Stone for, uh, hang on, where the fuck is it here? 86 Best Singer in the World by Rolling Stone Magazine. I'm looking on Paul Simon's Wikipedia page. I'm not seeing anything about being the best singer. So,
1: so he either had enough other accomplishments that that didn't even show up.
0: Yeah. Or he's not on the list. Because, yeah, he was rated as one of the 100 people who fucking shaped the world.
1: Yeah, but is he one of the best singers of all time?
0: Yeah, no, I don't fucking think so. <laughs> and also named one of the 100 greatest songwriters. I feel like Paul Simon gets more credit than Garfunkel.
1: Yeah, well, Art Garfunkel didn't write fucking Graceland. I'm sorry. That's, like, yeah. <laughs>
0: Also, it's very easy to make fun of him. I don't know. I got to steal this joke from all fantasy everything, but they they call him Fart Barf Knuckle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like Garfunkel is definitely
1: like a a, a bullyable name. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) bullyable. Whereas Paul
0: Simon is like super straightforward. It's just like apostles names. Like it's so Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the worst you can do is be like, well, yeah, you got two first names. (laughs) You... You you loser, you bitch, you bitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, Paul, Paul. Yeah, I think Paul's got it. Even though Art Garfunkel's the underdog, yeah, story. I feel
1: like Art Garfunkel would put up a fight. Yeah, but I think, uh, I think at the end of the day, like you said, he's not gonna fight fair. No, and uh, and he's got friends.
0: Damn right. So and that has been our whole episode. Thank you all for joining us. Please remember to rate and review us. You got to write about us on iTunes and shit. So that, you know, people will... It helps the metrics or something. Yeah, I don't I, know, guys. <laughs> everyone always says write a
1: review, right? Write I, a review. It's... And then people read the reviews, and maybe. They say, oh, yeah. It's like today, I was looking up reviews for frying pans. Okay, yeah. They weren't very consistent. They were really hard to follow, so... Hmm. I didn't really
0: use them, but... Well, goddammit. They help, is what I'm saying. Damn right. So yeah, rate and review us. Tell your friends about us. Send us messages on Twitter at Jake JakeTheCressy, J-A-K-E-T-H-E-C-R-E-S-S-Y, hashtag Cover CoverMePod, at some Alex Wise guy. And then, you know, just fucking... Yeah, send me some things so
1: I can figure out how to use this Twitter app.
0: I'll figure it out one day. Yeah, I had to watch Alex try and use Twitter at the bar yesterday, and it was depressing. I, yeah, I don't know how my app works. I had to put him down. Old Yeller. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm actually dead. Dead And as we always say on Cover Me, bring your friends along, because there's no cover fee.
2: Hey!